The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good, everybody. Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show brought to you by DraftKings. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. He is RJ Ochoa. What's up, RJ? How goes it, Stats? You look ravishing today. Full of life, full of energy, full of vitamin C, I'm going to assume. C for uh, cool, because you're very cool. Um, I want to start with a question, if you don't mind. I do mind, because before we get started, I need to remind people that we are brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL, only at DraftKings. Well done. Great great way to pay the bills, stats. Can I ask my question now? Is it permissible at this point? Yes, go ahead. So uh, we were talking about movies uh, right before we started recording, um, and I have not watched, is it Finch or, or the new Tom Hanks movie? You know, you know what I'm talking about? I think it's called Finch. Um, okay. But, um, but it got me thinking, um, what are your top three Tom Hanks movies? Man, um, off the top of my head, Castaway is up there. Toy Story. I mean, I just lump them all into one. And, man. Land the Plane. Land the plane, Steph. I don't you can know. Do this. You've I can't got two think of the three. You've got two of the three. Land the plane. I'm not going to say Philadelphia. No, no, no. Okay. Um, oh, principle alone. Nobody likes anything related to that city. You know, great, great film in and of itself. Right. Sure. You know, nobody likes anything related to that city. Right. Good job. I don't know. I, I, the only Tom Hanks movie I could think of now is Road to Perdition, which I didn't even think that was that good. It was really long. Not that great. You also forgot the Green Mile. Great Tom Hanks movie. Never as seen well. it. Um, the answer we were looking for stats, you got almost there. 67%. We were looking for Forrest Gump. How could you forget? No, I didn't forget it. Not a Forrest Gump fan. Of course. Stats hates all good and cool things. What a big shocker here. I mean, sorry. It just didn't, just didn't do it for me. Shawshank Redemption was way better. Should have won the, the Oscar that year. I'm surprised you didn't mention the music video for I Really, Really Like You by Carly Rae Jepsen. He's in that as well. You, you thought that that would be one that I would mention. <laughs> I thought it was it's technically in the pool of available choices so I thought that maybe you might. Have you met me? Uh only virtually. Uh, That's just, true. Just, just just to be very clear for everyone. We have never um, been in the same state let alone the same room. Right. Never breathe the exact same oxygen. Um so, you know, good for us. Uh but yeah, I am feeling alive. Uh I am feeling ready to go. It's a great week in the NFL stats. Uh shout out to you. You are fantastic. 
and I'm lucky to be here, happy to be here. I'm ready to talk about the Football League of National with you. If you are unfamiliar with this show, we break down the four best games of the week. We take a nice deep dive into those, and then we hit every other game of the week in the lightning round. So let's get it started. By the way, how about Sully for my last Tom Hanks one? I was a fan of that. How about Sully? Is that what you're saying? The movie? Yeah, Sully, the movie. Um, I don't even know what that is. Where he's, he plays Chesley Sullenberger, the, the pilot, landed the plane on the Hudson? I've, again, I've, I, the only word I understood there was Hudson. That's the the only word. I, we also forgot um, what is the um, the movie that had the meme that I'm the Captain Now movie. Um, oh you know, yeah. Um, you know I'm talking about. Um, yes, Captain I'm, Phillips. Is it Captain Phillips? That was. I think that's called Captain Phillips. I don't know why I can't remember the name of that movie, but yeah, that was pretty good. I also really really liked Larry Crown. It's just like a silly movie, but I don't know. It's one of those that I big? always like when it's on. No, that's creepy. It's, I mean, there's a, the, there's a lot going it, on in that movie. That there that, is, but the the piano scene is good. You yeah, know what I mean, like just just for that. So yeah. Okay. Hey, now that you sufficiently Hank. derailed me, let's let's get your snorkels and goggles here. Let's go. The deep dive begins. Oh in... wait, stats. I'm so sorry. I have something to bring up along that point. Uh, I <sighs> promised a very loyal listener that I would. Uh, shout out to loyal listener again, my friend on Instagram, the whiskey influencer who DM'd me last week. I'm just going to read you the comments that says, can I just make one comment about your boy stats at the beginning of the show? He says, get your goggles, get your snorkel for a deep dive. Snorkels are for floating at the surface and looking down, not a deep dive. What he's looking for is IDM integrated diving mask. Do you feel silly? You know what? We should get the <laughs> snorkel for the lightning round. That's fair. That is fair. We want to remind everybody, rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. If you leave a comment, we will read it on the show. You know what, Whiskey Influencer? You're right. You are right. I, I, I hate that you called me out on it because it was just like a fun, cool little thing that I said that now I got to like think about. But you are correct. I cannot knock you for that. So... Thanks, I guess. How about you send us some whiskey? That would make me feel how a about, better. How about we send some of this, uh, you know, paraphernalia to Tom Hanks and Castaway too? Could really use the diving equipment. You know what I mean? In, in all facets, you know, on the island. That's true. Although you know, he did pretty good on his own, so maybe he didn't need it after all. All right, Colts, Bills, Buffalo is favored by seven in this game. I love this game because it's Frank Reich going up against the team that he used to play for. He was the quarterback for the Bills and the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. Something about that I just like. I don't know what to think of Frank Reich's team, however, RJ. They're 5-5. Five and five. They've won four of their last five. But, like, why don't I believe in the Colts? I think I, I know the answer to that, Stats. And, by the way, I, I love the matchup, as you mentioned, but we, we got the matchup in the playoffs. You know what I mean? We're getting a, a playoff rematch here. And I think the reason you don't believe um, is because of Hard Knocks. Or not really because of Hard Knocks, but because of what Hard Knocks revealed to me. Uh, Hard Knocks premiered on Wednesday night, the first in-season uh, season of Hard Knocks, obviously profiling the Indianapolis Colts. I watched it. I was really sleepy. But, you know, I'm I'm a great employee, Stats. I said, let me watch this, you know what I mean, so that I can talk about it. I can give my take. I had a bowl of corn pops specifically to keep myself awake. That's the only reason I made this, this bowl. Um, and I was reminded because the first, like, six to seven minutes were just kind of catching us up on the Colts. Like, if somebody, you know, woke up from a coma, somebody got off an island like Tom Hanks, what happened here? Although the Tennessee Titans uh, did go to the Super Bowl that season. 
season. So Tom is clearly missing some AFC South action. But these are the Colts' wins this year. And I had kind of forgotten this. The Miami Dolphins, the Houston Texans, at your San Francisco 49ers in the monsoon, who have bounced back but still not impressive, the New York Jets on Thursday Night Football, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. That's it, man. Like, like when I was, you know, I was watching this, and I love NFL films. I love Hard Knocks. It's awesome, right? And this is a unique, you know, adventure, the Hard Knocks in season. But all I thought about was, like, all this montage did was remind me that the Colts suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this, this in no way got me hyped about this team because you've just beaten the tomato cans in front of you. And, and then, like, I forgot how they kind of, like, pounded their chest over beating the Jets. And it was like, dude, this is – it was just such a really – I was so sad. I mean, it, it was such a juiceless experience watching them. So I think that's why you are not a believer. But Frank Reich is a, is a great man, great person. Um, I really don't have much else to say on the Colts. I, I think they're they're headed for a buzzsaw this weekend. They could make us believers because look at their next five games, RJ. They're at the Bills this week. Then they play the Bucks, the Texans, okay, then the Patriots, and then the Cardinals. So if they emerge from those next five games with a winning record, I'll feel a lot better about the Colts than I do right now. I agree. There just seems to be no – I mean, Jonathan Taylor's fantastic, and he deserves all the praise in the world because he's kicking ass this year. But other than that, I have no faith in Carson Wentz. He continues to put the ball in harm's way, and I think they're going to get stomped by Buffalo, who – you know, I I feel like we think of the Bills as struggling – their offense is second in the league, only behind the Cowboys. They are five-tenths of a point behind the Cowboys for the scoring lead in the NFL, but we don't think of the Bills as like this team that's kicking everybody's butt. I would like you to say only behind the Cowboys once more, please. But um, I, I think, you know, I, I so the Cowboys actually had the kind of, okay, the Broncos game was a, was a blip on the radar game, right? Like that's what they had last week. And I know that the Bills demolished the Jets, but I – at least speaking personally, and I'm a big Bills fan, you know, obviously they lost. I, I think they're, you know, every team's kind of had, every contending team's had this like, you know, clunker of a loss. I think Buffalo's has been the worst. You know, the, the loss to Jacksonville, nine, if you if you lose to anybody, nine to six, let alone the Jaguars, I mean, it's, right. it's really embarrassing. Uh, but the week before, I know they won, but they, they kind of struggled. They were like pulling teeth to beat the Dolphins. And so that's that's why I'm just a little less, you know, willing to, to believe like like again, they did what they had to do against the Jets, but this is you know, okay, fine. You're on the way back. I just I don't think it was as as much of a bounce back as Dallas as an example, and I say that truly as objectively as possible. You want to be back, Buffalo, you do want to be one of these Super Bowl contenders. Go out, beat this team that thinks it's on the rise. Go out and, and tell the Colts they have no reason to believe in themselves because they had to play the Buffalo Bills. They just had no chance at it. And you know what? That that playoff game I mentioned was kind of close. You know what I mean? Like it, it was kind of close. And so, yeah. and, and I'm sure every Colts player and, and, and coach staffers thinking we almost beat these guys in the playoffs. If you're Sean McDermott, you're Josh Allen, you're Stefan Diggs, just go out and crush them. Let them know that they're not on your level. And if they do, okay, let's start circling all these wagons again. The huge question for the bills going into the season was, can Josh Allen do it again? Can he play to the MVP type level that he played last season? And I think, it's safe to say 11 weeks into the year now, RJ, the answer to that is no. Now he's been better than he was his first couple of years in the league, but I think it's safe to say like, no, Josh Allen is not doing that again. He's his performance is falling somewhere between the high that we saw last year and the lows that we saw his first couple of years in the league. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I think 
like I think when his career's over, we might look back on 2020 and say like that was his most statistically successful season. But that doesn't mean that he can't be, you know, a great quarterback beyond that. Yes. Um, you know, it's 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 like saying, you know, like I mean, this is a bad example, but like you know, maybe Tom Brady is never 2007 Tom Brady again. That does, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean he's still not, you know in this case, the GOAT, but you get what I'm saying. Or, or maybe Patrick Mahomes is never 2018 Mahomes. Maybe Lamar Jackson's never 2019 Lamar Jackson. Right. It doesn't mean these players still can't be amazing. Absolutely. I will take the Bills. I will give the points. I think this is the beginning of the end of the Indianapolis Colts on the season. Great, Great time for Hard Knocks to premiere then. Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? That could make it more interesting. Sometimes, you know, seeing a ship go through some adversity is a lot more interesting than if they were just winning games and everyone's super happy, you know? I disagree. I loved, as an example, the 2015 Cardinals all or nothing season. That was so much fun to watch and just see them kind of, you know, go through week after week after week. Um, again, the, the first episode of this season of Hard Knocks, not great. So, um, it you know, they may be a win over the Bills. It'd be good television next week. That's kind of what I'm rooting for at this point. But I, I will take the Bills to cover. For all or nothing is far superior to hard knocks all right moving on let's go to minnesota now the packers are coming to town vikings are getting a point according to our friends at DraftKings. aaron Rodgers did not practice on wednesday he say he spoke to the media though he said he's definitely playing in the game he does have a toe injury rj and look you know he didn't practice all last week because of the covid thing and he came out and did not look like himself and now he's not practicing on wednesday maybe he practices today and everything is fine but like yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't need to practice, but he still kind of needs to practice, if that makes sense. So I found it astounding, personally, um, that Green Bay topped so many power rankings on Tuesday. Um, and, and that the, like, you know, exclamation point for, for putting them there for people was, well, they beat the Seahawks. They, they beat them 17 to nuts. Like, have you, like, the Seahawks are awful. You know what I mean? They are terrible and Russell Wilson was terrible. And, you know, and, and I, I do think that we've that like the the national, you know, media national consensus has sort of, you know, shaped the, the take now to be the, the Packers have this amazing defense. I don't think they have this amazing defense. I think it's fine. I think, you know, they can certainly win with it, but I don't think that they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, and that being said, I mean, it kind of took everything they had before they, you know, garbage pointed it up. To, to make their win against Seattle look a little prettier on paper. But, I mean, they kind of barely won that game in my mind. And so I I certainly believe at a certain point the Packers will stabilize and, and maybe find themselves uh, just because it, it would be stupid to bet against Aaron Rodgers, you know, even considering the events of the past couple of weeks. But um, but I think they're, they're there to be had right now. I, I think they have the lowest ceiling of the non-Rams contending teams in the NFC. Um, and I think they're going to lose this game. I think the Vikings are extremely weird. I want to congratulate, by the way, Stats, you and I, because we picked the Vikings to win last week. We said this is the kind of game that Kirk Cousins goes and wins. He, you know, breathes life into him as a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. And more specifically, that was the kind of game that the Chargers lose. And I think that I think the Packers are feeling like, see, we can do anything. We can take on one of the most ridiculous controversies in recent NFL history, <laughs> and we can still win. And I think that they're just – they're a little bit in over their skis here. I don't know if that's the saying. Um, but I, I think Minnesota's – you know, Kirk Cousins is better than people want to give him credit for. And I think that it at home, 
I think this is a big win for Minnesota. You know, you talked about the Packers' defense, and I was all set to read a tweet. This is from Field Yates. I thought it was fascinating. Opposing quarterbacks when targeting wide receivers against the Packers this year. They are last in the NFL in completion percentage at 56%. 31st, so second to last in the NFL in yards per attempt at 6.7. And second most in the NFL with interceptions. The Packers have 10 picks when opposing quarterbacks target wide receivers. And Jair Alexander has been out since week four. So maybe the rest of the defense isn't that good, but that secondary seems to be holding it down a little bit. So I'll be interested to see how they do against Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I agree with you. And again, I'm not, you know, I can't like disprove that, but do you know what the Packers defense is by DVOA? I, I, just, I want you to guess, please. 20th. No, it's not that bad. They're 11th. Okay, 11th. And again, the take is like, this is the best defense in the NFL. These are the top 10 defenses by DVOA specifically. So this is just defensive DVOA rating, not overall. In order, 1 to 10, Buffalo, Arizona, Carolina, Dallas, New England, New Orleans at 6, the Rams, even the Rams at 7 still, the Minnesota Vikings at 8, the Buccaneers at 9, and the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts at 9. Or, excuse me, at, at, uh, at 10. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge DVOA guy. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, they're not this, like, world-beating defense that I— again, Agreed. They had Agreed. They had the benefit of playing the Seahawks, and I think that, like, sometimes that happens. Again, sometimes the, the grand take, the grand narrative, you know, evolves from the microscopic, you know, surface-level thing. And so the other talk shows, not the look-ahead, are <laughs> saying, well, the Packers' defense, you know— they held Russell Wilson to his first shutout ever. Russell Wilson had never been shut out in his NFL career. Watch out. Now that the Packers have a defense, they can win the Super Bowl. With it. I just don't think they're that good. I th- Kirk Cousins is better than Russell Wilson right now. That, like, yes. That's the thing. That's the, that's the fact of the matter. And like those aren't cool or, or fun things to say or, or things that are going to get a lot of retweets and likes, but th- those things are true. And so I think this is a much taller task for the Packers defense. And I don't think the Packers offense is right right now. So I'll take Minnesota. I'll feel great about that. Cousins has 18 touchdowns and two picks on the year. And the thing that I like is that Mike Zimmer kind of called him out a little bit before the last game saying like he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to get the ball to wide receivers. And he absolutely did that last week. Justin Jefferson went off. And look, I know that people don't like to give Kirk Cousins any love, but the fact of the matter is the dude has been good this year. He's been money in the fourth quarter when Minnesota needs a drive. He has taken them down the field for either the go-ahead or the game-tying score pretty much every single time he's been asked to do it. Unfortunately, they've lost some of those games. They are only 3-5 and five in one-score games this year, 8 games have been decided by one score that is the most in the league and this is a massive game for the Vikings in terms of playoff seeding RJ they are they are in the mix for that seventh seed in the NFC they desperately need to keep pace and they play the 49ers next week which is huge because the Niners are right there with them so like these next two games for Minnesota are going to be massive in terms of whether or not they make the playoffs I kind of agree with you I think the Vikings can get this thing done a little bit if Aaron Rodgers is not totally Aaron Rodgers the Packers have no shot, and I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not buying into the AJ Dillon like, oh, the ground game's gonna be totally fine, like because he has giant legs. Like, sorry, no, I, I'll take the Vikings in this one, especially if I'm getting a point. Can you repeat their record in one score games for me, please? They are three and five in one score games. They are four and five overall. 
Okay, so think about that. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we've, we've been saying this for weeks. You don't have to move the goalposts a lot to change their season. And, you know, I remember, I think the Cowboys were something like two and, and five or two and seven. It escapes me at this moment uh, in 2019 in one score games. And that is generally something that regresses to the mean the following year, which is why a lot of people thought last year, okay, the Cowboys, you know, they were in these like top seed turvy games last year. Even if, again, if that regresses to the mean, it doesn't have to regress to the other end of the spectrum. You're talking about, you know, three, four more wins, which dramatically changes your season. And that's, that's who Minnesota is. Like they're not this pushover team. They have one really bad loss in my mind. And incidentally to my Dallas Cowboys, because they lost to Cooper rush. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Other than that though, like their losses are really explainable. And so I, I don't, I think some of this is a weird way to put it. I think some of their losses are more impressive or they were more impressive in those games than like the Packers were last week against Seattle. So I'll take Minnesota two weeks in a row stats. We ride with the Vikings. Skull. I don't know what that Viking horn sound effect is, but uh, I'll put a better one in when I edit this thing later. All right, let's take a break. Let's come back. We still have two more deep dives to do and our lightning round on the week 11 look ahead. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360 degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Back here on The Look Ahead, our next deep dive takes us to Kansas City where the Cowboys come to town. Kansas City, two and a half point favorites in this one. And I feel like NFL fans exhaled last week, right? Because it was like, okay, the Cowboys put up 43 on the Falcons. The Chiefs put up 41 on the Raiders. We are going to get that shootout that we all thought when we saw this game on the schedule. Like, okay, because that's what I think most people want to see. Not maybe Cowboys or Chiefs fans, but everybody else is like, Give me like the 80 or 90 point, you know, over under in this game. And let's go see if these two teams can reach it. Yeah, I was talking to um, obviously been doing some things with Pete Sweeney and Steven Serta this week, um, you know, from Arrowhead Pride with the Cowboys getting ready to play the Chiefs. And uh, Steven's, you know, we, we, we were ending a conversation. He said, let's just hope for 80 points. You know, like let's let's hope for 80 points combined. Um, a lot of Cowboys fans feel like this has the potential to be uh, a 2013 Cowboys Broncos game. Everybody remembers that the Peyton Manning, Tony Romo shootout. Um, and, and yeah, and this, this game has, has kind of become something that um, I don't know even the most 
supportive Cowboys fan could have envisioned at the beginning of the season uh, in that this is this is Kansas City's let's prove who we are game. You know what I mean? Like it, you never saw that. You, may, you saw that maybe this would be that game for the Cowboys and maybe the Cowboys would, if they were having success, they would go to Arrowhead. They would have this big win and kind of announce themselves as Super Bowl contenders. And obviously the fortunes of these teams have, have been very different than expected uh, to this point. But th- this is, I'm really fascinated to see the Cowboys in this spot. And, and, you know, we saw them in a unique spot last week. Okay. How can they respond? You know, they were embarrassed. They were humiliated. What can they do? And they went out and the poor Atlanta Falcons were just, just in their way. Uh, and I loved, I loved that. I mean, I, I loved how, you know, Mike McCarthy, uh, I haven't told you this stat stats. He, he deferred uh, the winning coin toss. He the Cowboys won the toss. He, or excuse me, he did not defer. I'm sorry. Um, and and he, he wanted the ball, but you know, under Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys have always deferred. He wanted the ball. He said, we're going to take the ball. We're going to score. We're going to punch you in the mouth. We're not going to let you off the ground. And that was really, I've, I've never seen in my life, I've never seen the Cowboys play a game like that with with that kind of, of stones, I guess. Um, and this is a different one. I, I'm very fascinated to see how Mike McCarthy handles. This is one of the best teams in the NFL, certainly when they're hot. I think you you have to give them that credit now. And they, they're going to give you everything they have. They're, they're looking, you know, to come at you. Mike, Michael Parsons loves to say the lion is always hungry. That's kind of a, his his internal philosophy. They're coming for the lion, dude. They're coming. I mean, and we haven't seen the Cowboys on top of the perch. They haven't won anything, uh, but but metaphorically on top of the perch and, and you know, facing a contender. I mean, they're, they're Achilles in Troy with uh, the character that Eric Bana played uh, coming to try and, and square off and, and challenge them. And so it's really exciting. Uh, you know, generally stats, I know I've kind of rambled here. The Cowboys game before Thanksgiving every year is really dramatic. Generally speaking, uh, in 2011, they won at Washington on a game-winning field goal in overtime. In 2012, they won at home against the Browns on a game-winning field goal in overtime. Uh, so those are both three-point wins. In 2013, three-point win. 2014, three-point win. That was the Odell catch game. Uh, the Giants lost that game. The Giants don't like to remember that when they talk about that. 2015, 10-point win. 2016, 10-point win. They lost in 2017. 2018, three-point win. They did lose in 2019, but in 2020, a three-point win. Generally speaking, it goes down to the wire, and I do feel like this is going to be that kind of game. A lot to react to there. First of all, the character that Eric Bana played in Troy was Hector, one of the most famous like <laughs> people in the Trojan War. I don't know how you forgot that. My so. level of Greek mythology knowledge is not you know, pie, but, uh, you, thank you. That's, that's why, you know, you, we balance each other out. Today. Yeah. Hector tamer of horses, man. Uh, I hate the good team loses a game. Then they win the next week. So let's praise the head coach for whatever stupid motivational oh, tactic he came been out waiting with a week to tell me. And this. Mike McCarthy gets all this praise for coming up with this stupid red ass week where he's handing out like this bomb in case you have like a, chapped skin or a red ass or something some stupid thing whereas if the cowboys lost we'd never hear about it people acting like this secret motivational tactic that mike mccarthy came up with completely i don't think anyone changed. really believes that that this was like then why the are we talking reason. about it then why is it even it a fun. thing it, it was, was stupid it was, it was dumb it was a fun story and you know we had some some laughs and some good times and i i I'm not making this about the monkey butt, which is the name of the substance that uh, stats talked about. Um, I do believe, though, that I've told you this before. I believe if you can get 53 players to believe that the sky is orange, then the sky is orange. 
And I, I believe that Mike McCarthy is having that sort of effect. Jason Garrett, the, the hallmark quality of him that, that we would constantly talk about, you know, as, as Cowboys fans, was that his, his Cowboys teams never quit on him. They never did. They, I mean, they were loyal to, to a fault, obviously, in Jason Garrett. Um, and I'm not saying that they're not loyal to Mike McCarthy, but but there's a difference between being loyal and believing him. And and they absolutely believe in Mike McCarthy because he believes in them. I mean, he, he, I he think is that if Mike McCarthy did no motivational tactic whatsoever, they still would have beat the tar out of the Falcons. That's my point. I don't think that it had anything to do with Mike McCarthy separate from this. Kansas One way or another, Mike McCarthy has built a, a great culture within this team that allows for them to feel that aggressive, to feel that way. I mean, they, they've never they've never won a game like that before. They've never come off of a humiliating loss and just just, you know, ended just just stolen the life out of a team like that. And that's what they did in this game. I mean, and and that's again, they have a killer instinct that I've never seen before from from any Cowboys team, who, regardless of who the players are. I think that comes from Dak way more than it comes from Mike McCarthy. Sure. Uh, for Kansas City's defense, what do you do? You buy into this stat? Their last five games, they have averaged 16 points or fewer. And those team, those games were Washington, Tennessee, the Giants, the Raiders, and the Packers. Are you buying that Kansas City's defense is maybe better than we thought? No, um, and I know that I know that, you, and I'm not saying they're trash, but like that's like the reason I like things like DVOA. And I know you're not saying like, oh, here's concrete proof, points allowed, whatever. It's because football's weird. Like mm-hmm. weird crap happens, right? Like you know that stat you mentioned is totally different if Deshaun Jackson doesn't have a brain fart. You know what I mean on Sunday night and you know fumble the ball. So like if you know, and again he did have that brain fart, and you know that was a turnover. And so you have to give the Chiefs their credit for that. I mean. They weren't just like 100% lucky off of that, but you know, a, a, a better wide receiver doesn't make that mistake. Things and things like and, and I, like Michael Gallup doesn't make that mistake. CD Lamb doesn't make that mistake. Amari Cooper doesn't make that mistake. And so, you again, you're moving goalposts, but I think that context is necessary. So I don't, I don't think that that tells the whole story. And I worry stats. And again, I want the Cowboys to win, obviously, but we saw. We saw the Chiefs, you know, and, and you and BLG, I thought, hit the nail on the head when you talked about the Rams on Tuesday, uh, about how they're not a team that handles getting punched in the face well. I think the Chiefs can take a punch in the face, but I think that they want to let everybody know that they're being punched in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, like, like they, they want, you know, they're like, hey, everybody. Flex. Yeah, well, they're like, we're being punched in the face. So, you know, give us the benefit of the doubt here. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Rams just fold. The Chiefs will stay in the fight. But, you know, they're like, hey, everybody, give us our credit here. You know, give, uh, give us some understanding. And those are the vibes that, that were certainly, you know, encircling this team early on this year. They're like, everybody chill out. You know, we're this great team. You know, we're allowed to have this this regression, this this bad, you know, bad month or whatever. And so I think that the Chiefs are maybe a little bit back on that high horse. And I'm not saying that they're you know, there's any sort of hubris or anything, but that we've seen that they're not a team that handles adversity well in a different way than the Rams, if that makes sense. Last thing I want to say about this game, you know, it's an AFC-NFC matchup, and there's a this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. And a lot of times, if the two teams that play in the Super Bowl have played in the regular season, one of them will say, you know, when we played them early in the regular season, like thinking of the Giants and the Patriots, the year the Patriots were undefeated, they played in the regular season. The Patriots obviously won that game. 
But the Giants all came out of that game being like, you know, that's supposed to be the big bad Patriots, and we were toe-to-toe with them. So they had confidence in the Super Bowl that they could pull it off. I feel like this could be one of those games, right, where if these two teams are in the Super Bowl, they're going to point back to this game and say, you know, when we played them in the regular season, we learned this or we started to believe this. That could be one of those games. I don't have confidence that the Chiefs' offense is all of a sudden fixed because they had one good game against the Raiders. The Cowboys' defense has been able to force a lot of turnovers this season, and that has been the bugaboo of the Chiefs. That has been their biggest problem is that they keep giving the ball away. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues in this game. I'm taking the Cowboys. Even if the Chiefs do put up a lot of points, the Cowboys are one of the few teams that can score with them. The Cowboys lead the league in the NFL in points per game. I'll take Dallas, and I will get the points. I, I've said this a few times, and I, I just want to say it one more time to you that this, this when we look back when the season's over, and and you know the NFL releases their graphic of the most watched games. This is gonna be up there. This is yeah. gonna be like the second most watched game at the end of the hundred percent. Um, it's 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 late window on Fox, America's Game of the Week. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, and and this just this is like perfect, right? You know, um, you know, some people are traveling for Thanksgiving, some people not. Still, still kind of gauging how they're handling things, you know, in our current climate. Um, but so you know, maybe this is you know some like kids are you know they're out of school, right? Like you know, t- Friday's their last day of school before the, the the holiday you know what i'm saying like this has just all the good you know deep part of the season vibes it's at an outdoor stadium you know it's not going to be cold cold but it's going to get dark around half time you know what i mean like it just it checks all of the theatrical boxes uh great uniform matchup and so i believe because of the the stage this is going to command uh, that at, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes is in the MVP running anymore this season. And I, I don't say that to step on him in any way. It's just been the season that Kansas City has had. But if if the Cowboys play well, and specifically if Dak Prescott plays well, this, this is, you know, we we all have takes that are molded by games that, like like that Colts-Jets game, right? Like Because you don't, you know, not everybody watches every single team's every single game. And so a lot of people will remember this Cowboys game if they have that success. And this could be, Dak's kind of you can't win MVP in week 11 but you but can this lose could go it. a long way for him yep I agree with you I think that's absolutely right he can't win it like you said but a good game especially if Mahomes plays well like if the Cowboys blow him out that'll be fine for Dak's MVP choices but if Mahomes plays well and Dak wins a shootout then it like goes even further, right? Because he stood toe-to-toe with the great Patrick Mahomes. And so that will be, and I think probably he locks up comeback player of the year as well. He may already have that locked up. I've said this before too. If Dak wins MVP, I don't think he wins comeback player of the year. Because again, we, we, we've talked so much about how these are like narrative-driven you know, awards and they, they generally don't give multiple awards to the same True. guy. So I think Joe Burrow is really rooting for Dak to win MVP because then he wins comeback player of the year. Nick um, Bosa's you know, uh, doing pretty good too. Look at you. You and Pete, both your teams win. You guys both standing a little taller this hey. week. Talking, You're talking Nick Bosa. Pete's, you know, writing articles that Creed Humphrey should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, if it isn't obvious, I'll take the Cowboys. But I do think that we see an all-timer. Our last deep dive takes us to L.A. The Steelers are playing the Chargers. The Chargers are giving five and a half points. You know, you were just talking about COVID. That's obviously a huge impact on this game. We don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. The Steelers said they will, quote, leave the light on for him. But it sounds like Mason Rudolph's going to get the start. Joey Bosa is on the COVID list. So this two huge names, potentially not in this one. The Steelers, uh, you can't beat the Lions. You can't beat the Lions. And I know Dude, that that's, football that, is weird. That's not fair. No, I don't care, man. This is We're talking about the winless Lions 
<laughs> what do we always say about Mike Tomlin, right? Oh, it doesn't matter if his quarterback's not there. He never has a losing record. You got to beat the Lions. You just have to. And the Steelers, don't. they are so boring and unappealing to watch. Even when Ben is in there, RJ, it is pathetic. So I agree. Uh, first of all, I think that we should refer to this year's version of Detroit's professional football team as the Cowardly Lions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's who they are. And they can, you know, I... I like Dan Campbell a lot. I, you know, I hope that things can turn around for him, but he just, it, it ain't working. Um, and we're so far removed from the like fun of biting knees or whatever it was, kneecaps and blah, blah. Like now, now you're just losing. And you mentioned the, the Mike McCarthy monkey butt thing. When you win stats, you can say the dumbest things in the world, like monkey butt. And it's like, what a cool guy. This is awesome. <laughs> but when you lose, even when you have cool things, it sucks. It's stupid. Don't talk. Just get back to, playing please give us a win we're almost at thanksgiving the the lions are gonna play on thanksgiving uh people complain every year about the Cowboys playing on thanksgiving the lions doing it is is a far greater crime just in my personal opinion but thankfully they're typically on when everybody's eating uh but um i i cannot believe that i have become the steelers defender here just based on how i have felt about them this season but dude they found out ben was not going to play like in the 11th hour so i i i I mean, I agree with you, but like that's, you know, if, if that happened to my team, I would be saying this. You know what I mean? And if that happened to your team, if you were without the mighty Jimmy Garoppolo, you know what I mean? They'd you, be better. They'd be better. Yeah. So I don't, don't want to hear that. But, but like that's a, you know, that's that there's a there's a fair amount of slack to give them. However much you believe that is, there's 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 a fair amount of certifiable slack. All right. That you so can what give about this week? That. Does that apply this week? They they're Mason no, Rudolph's getting all the snaps in practice. They're playing the Chargers, you know. The Chargers are not a bad team, but they're certainly not the team I thought they were going to be. So what? how much slack does Pittsburgh have? I don't think they have any this week um, because I don't think that we need to believe in the Chargers anymore. Uh, and you and I called this last week. Um, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's embarrassing that the Chargers are this bad given everything that they had going for them. But I, you know, do you remember when the, the Steelers went to L.A. On, on Sunday Night Football two years ago? In, in 2019. Do you remember this game? No. This, this is kind of a weird game. This was the Duck Hodges game. Um, in this game, Duck Hodges was 15 of 20 for 132 yards with a touchdown and an interception. The Steelers won 24 to 17. Okay. This is the Phillip Rivers Chargers, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so not, you know, not a bad Chargers team, not a, a poorly quarterback Chargers team. And I think you might remember this. This was the night that the Chargers at the old uh, soccer stadium they were playing Oof. at. Uh, in LA when they remember they played renegade which is like the Steelers song or whatever um, to like troll the Steelers but there were so many Steelers fans there that it just became like a <laughs> typical <laughs> like actual like pump up thing and dude the Chargers just have such bad vibes I mean awful vibes I cannot believe this I think the Steelers are gonna whip them I wow. think this is gonna be uh, a humbling moment for the Chargers. And I think that we're going to have to have some tough conversations with ourselves, myself included, about Brandon Staley, about Justin Herbert. Because I just, wh what reason is there to believe in the Chargers? What? Like, what is it? Because we want to? That's all it is. It's because we want to. That's what I have written down in my notes. Like, when do we just accept that the Chargers are not this powerhouse team that we thought they were going to be? And the same thing with Justin Herbert. He has not taken a leap forward. Listen to this. I, got, I saw this from Mike Renner of PFF. Justin Herbert currently has a lower average depth of target than Alex Smith did his last year with the Chiefs. And everybody thinks Ugh. of Alex Smith as like Captain Checkdown. 
And Justin Herbert is this guy that's throwing darts all over the field where for whatever reason, he hasn't really been that guy this year. It's been really disappointing because that's kind of what I was expecting to see. But they're just they're just not that guy. And we have to, you know, readdress our priors here. I, I don't have a ton of confidence in the Chargers. I think that they are going to win this game, but I don't think they're going to cover the five and a half. And they're just going to be, they're just a team. They're not like the team. They're just one of the teams in the AFC that's, you know, in the scrum. You know, we should have to every year reassign the football team name. Like if you're, if you're too fraudulent, you get your name taken. Away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you, you have to do the walk of atonement that Cersei did uh, in Game of Thrones. But yeah, man, I mean, I, like Alex Smith is, in, in fact, actually the last time the Cowboys played the Chiefs, uh, Alex Smith had a check down that went for a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. That was the Tyreek Hill play. I don't know if you remember that. Um, it's a big, big deal. The Cowboys won that game, but it was, I'll send you the clip later, but okay, great. Um, can't wait to watch it. This, this is, this is a, this isn't like a fist fight. This is a wrestling match. That's, that's what this game is. And I will take Mike Tomlin in that a hundred out of a hundred times, certainly over Brandon Staley. I, I do not believe in Ben Roethlisberger, but Mike Tomlin is getting it done with him. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> like that, that is actually amazing. And, the Steelers, I don't, I don't know if they have any wins that I feel like super impressed by. And, I, and, and to your point, it is discouraging that they lost or they tied with the Lions last week. But I, again, like they, they just, if you got to get your shirt dirty, they're the team to take. And I think you have to do that in this game. I don't trust the Chargers. I think, I think Pittsburgh wins by double digits. How about the fact that we all cite that you know Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record as head coach of the Steelers? And we're like, well, it's 17 games this year, so there's a chance he could end up with a losing record. And now they have the tie, so that he could go 8-1. Eight, eight and one. Such a great point. There you go. Such a great point. Yeah. Extend that streak. All right, RJ, as I have been corrected in this show, get your snorkel ready. It's the lightning round. Wait, we need a snorkel for lightning? Well, that seems unsafe to like snorkel while there's well, that's true. On. But the snorkel, it's not a deep dive, <laughs> as I've been told. So you don't need the snorkel for the deep dive. So this is the lightning round. So this is just skimming across the surface. So that's why you need the snorkel. Mm. You shouldn't be out in this environment if there's a lightning going, you know, storm going on. But whatever. That's fair. The lightning round. Let's go to Atlanta now. The Falcons are getting six and a half points against the Patriots. Thursday night football tonight. I think this is the game where the Mac Jones hype train gets completely out of control because I think the Patriots are going to win. I hate the way he's Mac Jones is only talked about in comparison to the other rookies in the NFL and not to every other quarterback because guess what Mac Jones is? An average quarterback, and that's not a knock on him. But if we stop comparing him to the other rookies and compare him to the rest of the people at his position, that's what he is. That's fair, but the Falcons suck. Uh, <laughs> I feel for them that... This, this is going to be 28 to three every everywhere. I mean, it's just, I feel for them so much. Um, I saw uh, on good morning football today, Kay Adams predicted her bold. I don't know if it was a bold prediction, but that Jacoby Myers would have two touchdowns in this game. Jacoby Myers finally scored last week for the first time in his NFL career. I kind of buy that. I'll support what Kay Adams said. Just, it's just kind of like everything that can go wrong for Atlanta will, you know what I, you know what I mean? And so um, this is an easy New England win. Matt Ryan has been playing pretty well this year, but it certainly hasn't been reflected in the Falcons' final record. Next up, let's go to Chicago. The Ravens come to town. The Bears are getting five points. This potentially could be a fun quarterback matchup with Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, but Baltimore, you just got whooped by Miami. Like, you better come out and take the Bears' heart. Matt Nagy uh, was asked about taunting Ugh. stats. I don't know if you saw this quote. I saw and He it. said, there's young kids watching games. I'm a firm believer in respect. Ravens by 30. <laughs> he should be more concerned about the young kids watching his team get their ass kicked every week. 
I think I'll take the Ravens. I'll give the points. Next up, the Lions are in Cleveland. The Browns are giving 11 points in this one. Baker Mayfield, like, I don't even know if he has a body part that is not injured at this point. I'm not sure I'm willing to give that many points in this one. I asked Pete this on Monday. Um, I said the Browns have the Lions this Sunday and the Patriots have the Titans next Sunday. And I said, what's more likely? And I'll ask you stats. The Browns lose to the Lions or the Patriots beat the Titans. It's more likely that the Patriots beat the Titans. That's what Pete said. Um, But I asked a friend of mine and he said, it's more likely the Browns lose to the Lions. I'm going to go with my friend uh, as opposed to my coworkers uh, because I chose him. If you're the Browns, isn't this the week you could let Baker Mayfield just take a week off? No. Because if you lose this game, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, if you lose this, it's – and, and like, I don't know. I mean, this is – like, we, we say we say bad vibes, good vibes. This is, like – the word that comes to mind here is clunky. You know, like, that's that's the word. Like, it's just – it's difficult. You know what I mean? Like, um, like you know what? Actually, this, this game, like, the Browns remind me of? The stairs at my parents' house. Um, the, oh, the, something uh, everyone can relate to. Well – the like the outer like edge of the stair has this bump so that you don't slip because they're they're wood. Um, but like if you walk on up or down barefoot, it's so painful because that bump is like right there on, on the arch of your foot. You know what I'm saying? That like I think that's what the Browns make me think of the sensation that I feel walking up and down those stairs barefoot. That is the weirdest analogy <laughs> ever. Are you willing to give the eleven points? No, I I think Detroit covers. I I, agree. I do. I mean. It's my least confident pick of the week, but I do feel that way. Texans, Titans, Tennessee is giving 10 points in this game. Tennessee is too good. The Texans are too bad. This one's easy, RJ. That's a lot of tease um, that you and BLG obviously talked about the Titans the other day. You also forgot to mention that alliteration has a T in it as well. The Dolphins are going to play the Jets. Uh, The Jets are getting three and a half points. Joe Flacco is starting for them. Who cares? Both of these teams stink. And let's just move on. This game's offensive. I will take <laughs> the Dolphins if I have to pick. I think I'll take the Jets, although just because I'm getting points. The- also, dude, Joe Flacco's were number 19. Oh. Gross. Vomit. Disgusting. I mean, just no. Not allowed. Sorry. Yeah, that's not good for anybody. The Saints are in Philadelphia. The Eagles are favored by two points. You know, everyone's been giving Sean Payton a bunch of love for what he's doing with Trevor Simeon, except they've lost two straight games, RJ. They are falling out of the playoff race in the NFC. They need this one. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to get it. Um, I don't, you know, I've, I've st- we've started to ask ourselves an interesting hypothetical at Blog and the Boys. Uh, Dallas visits Philly in Week 18, and what if you're the Cowboys and your playoff positioning is locked up, um, but the Eagles need that game to get to become the third wildcard team, and you would host them. So do you, you know, do you play to win, knock them out? Do you, do you let them in and, and roll the dice? But, you know, question for another day. I think Philly wins this game. I just, New Orleans is, is, is not quite clunky. They're just cluh. Like, there, there's, <laughs> you know, there's some bad vibes there, too. Do they remind you of the bird bath in your second cousin's house? I've never had a bird bath. Um, I don't know if I've ever been to a second cousin's house. It's more of a, like, you just see each other at family events. Um, this doesn't remind me of anything in particular. <laughs> you know what this game, remi- they remind me of? Uh, I saw a TikTok the other day. There's people that play Super Nintendo, like the old Super Nintendo, and instead of using their thumb for the buttons with their right hand, they use their their index and middle finger. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 
it's unnecessary. I don't like it. <laughs> I, the Eagles are not a bad team. They're not great, but they're not bad. I think I'll take the Eagles in this one as well. Washington goes to Carolina. The Panthers are giving three points. Cam Newton is back. This is the week I think we all remember that he can't actually throw the damn ball. I'm taking Washington in this one, and I'm getting points. I feel pretty good about that. Very stupid decision on your part, uh, Stats. Yes, Washington beat Tampa, but, dude, Cam at home, the return. I mean, some things, sometimes that just that just works. I this will be Cam will go off in this game, and then it will be this like, oh, my gosh, and then next <laughs> week it'll be really bad. Um, but, like, he will go off this week. I will take the Panthers um, to uh, to beat their old coach. The 49ers are going to Jacksonville. The Niners are giving six and a half points in this one. This has all the makings, RJ, for a huge trap game for the 49ers. They're coming off a big emotional win, right? It's a road game. They're playing a bad team, and it's a 10 a.m. body clock start time for the Niners. This has all the makings of a trap game, which you cannot have if you are four and four, uh, four and five, excuse me, trying to even your record. You know, we've seen in the NFL this season the backup quarterback come in, win, win the first start, and it's like, holy crap, and then have to start the next week, and, you know, things don't go well. Mike White got injured, right? Didn't look great last week. Um, you know, you look at Colt McCoy. Looked great the first start. Obviously, loses the second. I think the 49ers as a team are like a backup quarterback. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and last week was the first start, and it's like, wow, you know, we we did it. So to your point, this could be Colt McCoy's Panthers performance for the 49ers as a whole. Um and even if that happens, they will still cover against the Jaguars because Urban Meyer's team is that bad. There is, if there's one team I want the 49ers to beat, like you can't lose to Urban Meyer. I just, oh my gosh. If, come on, man. Would you be more upset if the 49ers lost to Urban Meyer or Sean Payton again? Oh, Urban Meyer. Sean Payton's a good coach. <laughs> Urban Meyer's a trash bag. No, no contest. I think the okay. 49ers win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout at all. So I'll take the Jags and the points, but I think the 49ers win. Next up, the Bengals go to Vegas. The Raiders are getting a point. You know, we've seen this movie from the Raiders before, RJ. In 2020, they started 6-3, and three, and then they went 2-5 and five after that. 2019, they started 6-4, and four, and they finished 7-9. and nine. And here we go with the Raiders again. They get off to this good start, and now they have begun the backslide. I don't believe in it. Derek Carr was talking about how this year is going to be different. They got no, you know, they're still rolling with an interim head coach. I think I take Cincinnati in this one. You know, I don't disagree with your point, and I know you're certainly um, aware uh, of what, the Raiders have dealt with this season, you know, a unique set of challenges to say the least um, relative to those other years that were just disappointing because they're a bad football team or were a bad football team. And I thought Chris Collinsworth said it really well, actually on Sunday night football, when, when they were kind of talking about this wrapping a rapid, you know, tying a bow on the game. He said, maybe, maybe this year's just too much for the Raiders. And I, and I think that's what it is. I, I don't know what I believe, you know, in a, in a different world where none of, none of these things have happened. Um, you know, I don't know if I think the Raiders are contenders if they win the AFC West, if they're a wild card team, whatever. But yeah, I I think you you feel you could see it slipping away. You know, and, and I think the progression is there where they get embarrassed by a division rival on prime time, and then they come out against another contender in the conference for for a wild card opportunity. They lose that game, and then they got a just quick turnaround before heading to Dallas for a Thanksgiving Day game Ooh. that's also going to be seen by a lot of people. And just you know that that feels like the final nail in the coffin on Thanksgiving game. You know, to to kind of wrap up that three game losing streak and. And, and unfortunately cast them into a meaningless December. 
and I don't care what you say. This game is still played by human beings. They lose these games, and there's a part of everybody in that locker room that's been there the last two years that goes, oh, no, here we go again. Like, there is an element of that, so we'll see if the Raiders can fight against it. Last game of the week, Arizona goes to Seattle. The Seahawks are getting points at home, RJ, which in and of itself I feel like tells you how far they have fallen and I don't know what's going on with the quarterbacks in this game. Kyler Murray, his ankle is banged up. I think he's going to play. Russ is, you know, he's still playing with that finger. He claimed it wasn't an issue last week. It wasn't a reason for his poor performance. Here's the secret about Russell Wilson. He wasn't playing that good before he injured his finger this year. Something stinks in Seattle. I'll take the Cardinals in this one. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you know how like when when the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford, there was all this. Well, actually, Matthew Stafford played like an MVP all last. You know what I mean? There was all this like, and I think that like you know because that move didn't get a ton of juice. And I think the opposite will happen with Russell Wilson this offseason. That somebody will trade for him. It's like, oh my gosh, this team's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then Twitter will dunk all over and be like, Russell was terrible last year. This team just gave up way too much to get him. Blah blah. I will take the Cardinals. Um, yeah, we're, Seahawks. Um, I don't want to say they're back to irrelevance, but they're about to be. Especially when Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are gone, like what's what's what makes them relevant? What makes them interesting? Nothing. Especially with no nobody like they don't even have characters. Like they used to have Marshawn Lynch, you know? Like Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and now like this is a weird way to put it, but now they're like sort of futuristic-y looking uniforms. I hate. You know what oh, I mean? Like if, if they're irrelevant, you know, but like if they're irrelevant, I hate them. Like they made sense, you know, in in the time. Now I don't like them. It's there's bad, you know. BLG likes to talk about big loser energy for Odell Beckham Jr. There's big loser energy coming off the Seahawks. I'll take the Cardinals in this one, and this could be that year. You know, we always count on Russ to just like drag them to a nine or ten win season. I don't know that he can do that this year. I don't really think Russ is all in this year, to be honest with you. I think he's had one foot out the door since the off season. So I'll take the Cardinals, and I will give the two points. I think that's well said. Uh, Bear wanted to offer his um, his level of agreement to you. There stats. you go. We're done with picking games because I have to. I have one more thing that I want to say to you. Hit me. So it's actually something I'm going to show you, um, so nobody else can see this. But well, this Thanksgiving's coming up next week. Uh, I know Th- Thanksgiving's coming up next week. You know, we still have our our Thanksgiving schedule around here. TBD. You know, so everybody stay tuned. We'll figure things out. But next week might just look a little bit different. You know, again, all, everything's up in the air right now, but in case stats and I don't talk to you here on the look ahead, have a happy Thanksgiving, safe travels, whatever you're going to do. Hope the food's great. Uh, speaking of the food stats, I want you to look at this photo that I saw on Twitter while we were recording. It is a Thanksgiving pizza. Uh, this slice of pizza that you're looking at has Turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, corn, and cranberry drizzle. Would you eat this? No. I wouldn't eat it on general principle. I don't like stuff that's flavored to be other stuff. Like, if I want to have Thanksgiving food, I'll just eat Thanksgiving food. I don't need to eat a Thanksgiving pizza. Like, I don't like that, like, weird thing that we do now with food nowadays. It's like, have Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored Golden Grahams. Like, no, just give me the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. In a world where we already have one thing, I don't need the combination. So you are not a fan of Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans? I don't even know what those are. Uh, those are fictional jelly beans in, uh, I was going to say the world, maybe the universe is more appropriate, of Harry Potter. Um, and they're, they're, jelly, <laughs> they're jelly beans that taste like all sorts of things in the, right. in the magical environment. Like, but I'm talking- Alas, earwax. Right. There, there's the earwax one, but like, there's also like, 
like Thanksgiving. You know, it's it's not just like cherry. You know what I mean? There's yeah, like no, you know, no. beef stew or whatever. I don't like that. Like we have Thanksgiving the food. <laughs> Why do I need to eat it in the pizza form? This is I, I, what I would offer about this. I agree with you, but um, this is at least efficient. You know what I mean? Like you. you well, that's you know, true. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do the whole thing. Uh, you can, it's handheld, you know what I mean? You can eat it, you know, maybe you're in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You just got to shove something in your mouth. Um, <laughs> last question on this. Are you a stuffing or dressing person? Neither. It's unnecessary. Get rid of it. But what do you call it? Stuffing. You put dressing on a salad. You don't put dressing on a turkey. I think I'm team dressing. Um, you so, always pick the wrong side in these things. What's it like being on the wrong side every single time? If you think it's stuffing or dressing or have a thought about the, the pizza or uh, Birdie Bots Every Flavor of Beans, Stats is on Twitter at Stats on Fire. I am on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. We would like to hear your opinion. Please, thanks. Uh, my actual last question, Stats, because I asked everybody at this point, so I have to ask you, because I got a lot of replies about this on Twitter. Um, my wife and I had shrimp for dinner earlier this week, and uh, it was broiled shrimp, and we went to the store right before – and she, you know, we were going to get some stuff. She said, I got to get some cocktail sauce. And I said, why? She said, well, because we're having shrimp for dinner. And I said, yeah, I know, but it's broiled shrimp. And she said, so what? And I said, so what? I said, you can only eat cocktail sauce with, with like chilled shrimp, like a shrimp cocktail. That's why it's called cocktail sauce. And she was like, no, you can eat it with broiled shrimp. You can eat it with, you know, fried shrimp, whatever. I got a lot of responses on this on both sides of the fence. Some people agree with me. Some people agree with her. Somebody actually even told me that I'm lucky she loves me because my take is so wrong. Um, so <laughs> so what, what is your thought, Stats? Originally, I was going to side with you, but then you mentioned the fried shrimp, and I have to admit, I go cocktail sauce when I eat fried shrimp, so I have to side with her. Although, mm. I do say, you don't buy cocktail sauce. It's not hard to make cocktail sauce. You buy ketchup, you buy horseradish, and that's it. Those are the ingredients. So don't buy the cocktail sauce. Just buy the other two, and then make it yourself. And if you make it like me, you make it hot enough to burn the roof off the top of your mouth. Look at that. Not appreciating the efficiency. That's why you hated the Thanksgiving pizza. Look, there's certain rules. with. I have a lot of food rules, and maybe we can get into those you know, as we go along here. But I'm just, just trying to guide you down the right path. That's all I do. Mm. Well, I appreciate how wrong you are, um, <laughs> and uh, I. This is a. I, I will definitely talk to you, but for the purposes of the show, stats. If I don't talk to you, have a happy Thanksgiving. All right, you pal? too, RJ. I love you. All right, I'm not going that far. If you have a verdict on any of the things we talked about today, you can also leave it in your rating and your review. Five stars, please, and thank you. Enjoy your week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right.